Welcome everyone to Bearded Weird. I'm your host, Lloyd, formerly known as DC. To my right, we have Taltos. Hello, everybody. He's still Taltos. And then we have Beast, who formerly known as Trailer. I'm back. And we got Penny. Still fucking Penny. Hi. All right, everyone. Episode 23. Yeah, that's right. We got 23 episodes under our belt. You can't get rid of us. Nope. It's true. How long has it been since our last one? How long has it been since our last one? 2019, what, October? Well, you count, yeah, count T leaving. That was 20. Oh, yeah. That was the farewell. 2020, wasn't it? That was just, well, yeah, but that was just kind of like a farewell. Yeah, it was just a a farewell to T. It was a good riddance to T, if you're listening. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you got your underwear on. George is not far enough. No shit. Hope you're wearing more than underwear next time. Miss you. you. I don't mean what I'm saying. (laughs) Come back. We're drunk. I don't know what's going on. All right. Now, we're going to start this out with, if anybody wants to comment on GTA like we do on our other episodes, anything on GTA anybody want to talk about? Yeah, I'm still insanely butthurt about the fact that we can't free roam the new island. All this hype about an expanded GTA map, the PS5 release, and then we get it, and we can't really do anything on it. Not until, not until somebody beats the heist. Then they can freely go there and but isn't invite it you to it. Just a party, yeah. like there's no new stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, my heart, my heart hurts. Yeah, I was let down a lot by the content. <clears throat> Excuse me, but the new underwater car I think is way better than the Stromberg. Oh my god, I love that car. <laughs> that thing is On one of land, my favorite that thing vehicles. Is so fun. I love that thing. I can't afford it. Yeah, I haven't ridden in it yet, so I can't speak on it. And unlimited torpedoes is. I know, bought a submarine nice that I keep getting lost in. <laughs> you get lost? I can't find my way out. Yeah, it's just, like, <laughs> it's just like the yacht. It's just such a big waste of money. I bought the slam the slam truck, and there's definitely some kind of trick to it because in the picture it looks like you could just jam off the back of it in a motorcycle, but experience has told us. Yeah, yeah that you is just not slam, how it works. You slam into the back of the truck, and, and your crash. body flies off the motorcycle. Yeah, it crash. Yeah, is it is it meant for just your body to go up the ramp at high velocity? I still haven't mastered it. And I thought if I took it to Los Santos Customs that maybe there was like some kind of upgrade I needed to buy, and that's that wasn't the case. Excuse us, we get a little AMSR going on because Penny brought us lunch. Mm-hmm. We took a we started the day with a dump trip to the dump. The dump. Otherwise known as just the landscape of America. Yeah. <laughs> Precisely. Yeah, except to be on fire. Right. But, um, yeah, I, I there wasn't a lot. I, it was just missions. There's nothing new to do online except for the new vehicles. I didn't like that at all. I mean, it's I've really not done missions. In When's the last time we did? We don't to earn stuff. I mean, I know it's sometimes because of the number of people that are online. No, it's always because of the but, number of people that are yeah, online. But they just don't. It, 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 I was expecting it to be huge, and it wasn't. Like, the casino, they said, was going to be a huge thing. That's what she said. And then when they said they've got the construction going on under the casino, I was expecting even more and even more. But it was almost like the club. What was that? Like, we we messed around with it for, like, a week, and then we're yeah. done. Oh, yeah, the nightclub, and you promote it and all that shit. Yep. Yeah, I, I was excited for it, and... I'm not going to say totally disappointed, but they need to do crap where you can do it with large groups. Right. Um, 
the heist with large group. Make the heist really freaking hard. Like, because you have a large group, you know, to make it more fair. But, but also on top of all that, my desire to do those things has dwindled in a sense where I still love the game, but like with COVID and the what life has been the last year or so, like sports getting canceled. I never, ever missed watching football games. I'd watch them every Sunday. Yep. Once they got postponed and canceled and, and all this and that, like I found other things to fill my time and I can't bring myself back into watching them. I get bored real fast when I try to turn a sport on. Um, really? Yeah. Hmm. I, I like absolutely. The Suns are good for the first time in a decade, and I've seen maybe five minutes of a game this season. Wow. And the same with GTA. Like, I'm so overwhelmed and tired at the end of each week that I don't have the energy to focus, on, even though I'm like, we're focusing on killing each other and winning races and whatnot. Like, trying to accomplish something in the game is too much. I'd rather, like, my unwinding on a Friday night is, you know, hard alcohol and doing our races that we always do. Or do You know, I like the challenge of the stuff we do, but but that's it. Like, my, I want more laughs than, like, successfully completing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Sure. Yep. I agree with that a lot. I think that's probably the why we've part of the reason we've like gravitated towards those face-to-face races is because you still have to think you still have to do stuff, but there's not a lot to keep track of. And so you get to actually just take a freaking deep breath, you know, those are, like, oh, yeah. those are so frustrating, but they're so fun. It's just, I was like, he just kept killing us and knocking us off. It's like, God damn it. I was so mad. <laughs> it was hard to focus. Yeah. <laughs> You were so. I didn't you realize you were playing from the floor. I didn't realize he drew me as a clown until today. <laughs> oh, in the group chat. Yeah. Wow, that's so. funny. Because we were demanding pictures to know that you were alive. We wanted proof of life, and so that was him. Like, did I take one? No, he t- he took that picture. You you sent that picture earlier. Oh, he screenshotted it and then like drew like drew it up. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, hey, look, look, he's alive. There's his new updated. <laughs> There's picture. his updated profile. Is that all on GTA, guys? Yeah, that's all yeah. I got. Really. But, yeah. I mean, the the biggest thing that they've changed is we have more radio stations now. Yeah, yeah. that's Ooh. basically about it. Yeah, <laughs> a, a new gun that isn't the best in its category. Yeah, Which gun. Uh, it was like a, like a Uzi kind of. Is that what we were using last night? In that one. Show no, I liked that. That was a. I don't know. A solid little gun. <clears throat> that was. I, I like that gun and run. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I, not to rhyme so much. Oh, oh, yeah, the one I got MVP on. I remember that one. Shut up. (laughs) I think it was called Run and Gun Fun. Yeah. MVP, we know, stands for microvascular penis. You know that, right? I know. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, in this episode, we want to talk about the last year. A lot has happened in the last year, obviously, with fucking Trump and fucking pandemic. So... Well, we're going to talk about some good things that happened during the pandemic before we get to the bad, because the bad's going to take a lot more time. So we're going to go around the table here, and we're going to see like top three movies that everyone watched during the pandemic, during Corona, during quarantine. Well, that's pretty much all we could do, besides masturbate. So I don't even do. I don't even find interest in that now. Yeah, it's tiring. It's like. A minute in, and you're like, "Come on, I'm I quit." Now I'm bored. Now I'm bored. Right? <laughs> exactly. 
All right, we're going to start with Beastie. Oh, cool. Three movies or shows or whatever that you really caught on to and liked during the pandemic. Uh, Movie-wise, I didn't necessarily pick ones that I like caught on to in a sense of... There was nothing that was like groundbreaking, at least for me, movie-wise. Uh, but I'm ashamed to say that in this last amount of time, and this was very recently, uh, for the first time watched Urban Cowboy. Oh, wow. Oh. How the hell I never saw that with the music that's played in it. And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Mickey, Mickey Gilly's in the fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. Liked it. So That yeah. ass whooping at the end with Scott Glenn and Travolta. Oh, my uh-huh. God. Fine. Forget it. <laughs> it was good. Um, so, a shock that I hadn't seen it. Um, another one that's been out for a few years. Um, Chef with John Favreau. I like that movie. Um that was really, really good. It's cute and heartwarming. Sorry. I just wanted the sandwich. <laughs> that looks so good. Was it like a Cuban thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. is that why you made the that's Cuban? Why, okay. oh, yep, that's why John I made Favreau it. inspired. Um, so what do you think they made that movie for? They were like already starting on like an Iron Man and they just needed a little more money. And so he's like, I can crank this out on a $7 budget. I think that chick from Modern Family needed something to do. Mm, could be. Yeah. I haven't seen it. It's good. It's worth a view. Um, and the other movie I just recently saw was Let Him Go with Kevin Costner. Let mm. Him Go. Yeah, we watched that too. What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. It was crazy. It almost it made me think of almost like a modern day deliverance, kind of, without the rape. <laughs> so, yeah. It just it had, like a old, yeah. it had an old school <laughs> feel to it. Uh, in my opinion, like, yeah, just this uh, like crooked family that corrupts this the town as well. Like, you don't see that really anymore, you know. And then here, yeah. it, but you've seen it before in the past, where it's like, as an adult, you rewatch a show and you're like, that none of this makes sense. But it was weird and freaky as a kid. It kind of brought that back. So, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. We thought it was like a. We compared it to a old timey ransom. Oh yeah, that'll work. Too. Give me back my son. Yes. <laughs> Who was that that would... Oh, it was on a radio show. They would play that on repeat. Or like they'd hit that button and you'd hear it over and over again. <laughs> uh, shows? Uh, obviously, I'm super, super, super into The Mandalorian. Yeah. That yes. was so good. I can't wait to see where it's going next. Uh, and WandaVision. I won't spoil anything, but I hated it for the first half. And now I'm like super intrigued with what they're doing and where it's going. I, yeah. I'm having a real hard time. With WandaVision. It is just not catching my attention. How far have you gotten? We're, We're caught, up. caught up. We haven't watched Oh, really? The yeah. new episode dropped last night, but we didn't watch that one yet. I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, so that's the only one that we haven't seen, but it's it's like one of those that he'll put on and I watch it while I'm playing Animal Crossing. I, you know, I will really say this. Okay with that. Having seen the most recent episode, no spoilers, but... Oh, okay. I, I masturbating. Yeah. He's no, got all I have masturbator's I'm, elbow. The whole right side <laughs> of my body is completely fucked. Like my shoulder, my elbow, my wrist, my thumb. I have some sort of nerve thing going on. And so I have to wear the, the stupid What we're KT talking tape. about is. Like I look like vision on the right side of my body. I like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tato says like blue painter's tape on his left, right arm. It's KT so tape, like, people. What the fuck is that? But um, shit, I don't even know what I was. Oh, 
is you know how as, your drum. as we've moved in forward into the series, it's become like the first one was like 99.9% weird black and white TV world. I and then Lucy the last sliver at the end is in the real world. It, it's shifting more and more and more to where this episode is probably pretty close to 50, 50, but I think this one was the, I think this one was the turning point. Yeah. And from here on out, I think most of it's going to take place. Well, it just shows how the powerful other, Scarlet the other Witch place. is. Scarlet Witch is right. like fucking demigod. Okay, go ahead, Beast. We got off on a uh, tangent. No, that's pretty much it um, for movies and shows. All right. I mean, I, yeah, because we're covering something else later. So that's taken up a lot of my time. How about you, Penny? Um, uh, for, mo- for movies... There is a uh, documentary called The American Murder, uh, The Family Next Door. And it's about that guy from Colorado who killed his family. And then he worked in like an oil field or something in Colorado and like dumped his kids' bodies, his two daughters. Oh, yeah. But it's um, it's wild because not only is it like a documentary about like the crime that he did, but pardon me, the whole thing kind of like unfolded on... um police body cam and so like the day that she went missing one of her friends like diligently like went to the house looking for her and uh it's it's pretty wild because in the documentary you see the body cam footage of the police while they're kind of uncovering that things are being weird and it's unfolding Hmm. so it was really interesting to see um another movie that i liked i watched uh the devil all the time I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. That's got it's Robert Netflix. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, it's a Netflix one. Robert wanted, Pattinson and uh, I've wanted Tom to Holland. see it, but it's so long. I have I've like haven't watched it yet. It's good. It's we. It's it's a. It is long. It is dry. But it was it was really different. I'm not a Robert Pattinson fan. Um, I mean, none of us really are, but we're really excited for Batman. Yeah. Um, I love how his skin glows in the sun. Oh yeah. But it was it was really good. You guys should check it out. And then another one that we watched together. Tom Holland was in that movie too, by the way. Yeah, I said that. Oh, sorry, I didn't think you did. Yeah, um, another one. <laughs> another one that was interesting was um, the Invisible Man is on HBO Max. The one with um, what's her name from Handmaid's Tale? Yeah, she yeah. she was yeah. Peggy in. Um, Oh my God! What was that? It was that was a big, huge show. Anyway, yeah, she's in it, and it's a wild movie, and it's it's kind of corny. You know what I mean? Like as far as like thrillers go, I like there are things that are unexpected, but it's kind of like in a. Uh. Well, it's a different take on the Invisible Man mythos. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much like she's in an abusive relationship and escapes, and he dies, but then all of a sudden, like things are happening, start happening to her, right? And she's claiming that he 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 was like really super intelligent and things like that, and that she's claiming he faked his death, and that he's actually wearing this invisible suit that he created and is stalking her and is like killing people around her and stuff. There are some scenes in there that are just ben- the restaurant scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bananas. You guys. I, I, I saw the wheels light up. Just You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, I rec- cuts this girl's throat. And, oh, it's crazy. I recommend I recommend that one above above all else. Yeah, if you're into like a little bloody horror movie. It's one of those um, Jason Bloom, Bloom House, you know, who did, um, well, pretty much every horror movie in the last 
five, six years. So for shows, those that's more my jam. I'm more of a show person, you know, because I don't like to sit down and watch TV, you know, or watch a, watch a big, long movie. I love movies more. Um, trying to get the mic closer? No, I was trying to raise it up. All right. So I got a lot of shows that I'm super into. I mean, we cannot have a podcast right now about 2020 and not mention the Tiger King, right? True. Oh, Lord. See, so much has gone on that, like, I could probably have brought so much more to the table that I have absolutely forgotten about. Because, like, literally for me, Tiger King was, like... That set it off. Was that that when I was in junior high? Yeah. It was, (laughs) like, 42 years ago. It was so long ago. Yeah. So I got to mention the Tiger King. um, And then everything else that I've seen that I feel like is, like, worth a mention. When anybody ever asks me, like, what show should I watch next... Um, if you haven't sat down and I don't know, I think this is more of a mo- in the movie category, not a show, but, uh, Sturgill Simpson sound and fury. If oh, yeah. you're into anime, yeah, it's an anime on Netflix is unbelievable. The whole yeah. album is unbelievable. I know it came out in 2019, but that has been my 2020 anthem. That the sound and fury album from Sturgill Simpson. It's really good. Incredible. Speaking of anime, Netflix as well. Doro Hidoro. Doro Hidoro. It is it is so <laughs> B shakes his head. He's not into the cartoons at no. all. Uh, not into the funny shows. But it's it's incredible if you like it. Um, there's a, a li- he's a lizard. His name is Cayman, and a sorcerer changed his head into this like lizard's head. And one of the things that he does is he's trying to find that sorcerer that changed him so he can kill them. And then once he kills him, it like releases the spell. So he bites their head. And while they're while he's biting their head, this guy crawls out of the back of his throat, and he tells them if they're the one or not. It's it's wild. That's just one of my favorite parts about it. All right, I'm just gonna list them in in order now. After that, The Witcher. If you guys haven't seen that, do you guys? Just a coin to you, Witcher. We we just started <laughs> watching it. Plenty. Um, we are like I don't know, maybe three or four episodes into the first so season. Good. Yeah. It's so corny and it's so cheesy, but it's so good. And Although, Henry Cavill is so hot. He, he is very You know attractive. what's weird, though? I am upset that he is not... Because if you have played The Witcher and then you look at Henry Cavill as The Witcher, he's not as big. I, I feel like they could have put a beefier man in the role of The Witcher or at least beefed him up a little bit because he, needed, so to be, okay, I, he I, needed to be thick with three C's. I feel like there needs to be a separate podcast with you and I talking because I've never played the game, but I've read the books. And so I have a completely different set of things that I think they hit ah. and that they didn't hit. I was going to say they're playing both. They're like, right, because I'm like, into it. right. And so that would be an interesting conversation later. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So I like The Witcher. Um there's on HBO, there's HBO Max, there's uh, this show called The Undoing with Nicole Kidman and... You Grant. You Grant. Okay, I've seen that Hugh a couple Grant. times, but I've never watched it. Is it... The HBO Undoing makes some really good shit. is wild. It okay. is a wild ride, and it's about a husband who is having an affair, and his mistress gets... She's found murdered. And so it's this whole, like, whodunit. And it's incredible. Except, Interesting. And the sad part is that Nicole Nicole Kidman is a... Unrecognizable. Unrecognizable as Nicole Kidman. She is Nicole Kidman's half-cousin who got into a terrible car accident and that thousands of hours of plastic surgery. It's wild. <laughs> hmm. 
Um, the other it's, one, it's like Charlize Theron in uh, Monster. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy. She's starting to look like that. You know that billionaire's wife, and she started to turn herself oh, into a cat. Yes, she's starting to show signs of cat lady. Okay, like in real life. Yes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh huh. She doesn't look like her. Her mouth looks like really like bigger, and her lips and yeah, her plastic surgery is wild. She, she she's looked so okay beautiful. in Aquaman, I thought. But uh, in, and now in this, she looks was way like, worse. I saw so. something recently that had Helen Hunt in it, and I was like shocked. Like, what the oh, hell happened to the lady in Twister? Yeah, yeah, Twister. It's wild. I love that movie. At least just watch some of the previews for it to just check out Nicole Kidman. Wow. Um, Raised by Wolves, HBO Max. Loved it on our oh. list. We haven't started it yet, but it's next on our. So list. glad to hear that you're watching it. I've finished it. Oh yeah. God, I loved it. And then the last one I I want to touch on is. Oh my God, the way that she flies. <laughs> it's so simple and so effing creepy. Yes, <laughs> it's yes. Like, it's like a cross. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like stigmata or something. I love it. If and you know what, if you haven't, if you're in, which is crazy because you liked Raised by Wolves, but I feel like you would like Blood Machine. I know that it like kind of ties into that movie that you hated, uh, Color Out of Space, where it, it it's like no Mandy. I don't think you saw. Oh, that Mandy, I hated. It's Color like Out of Space. it's like a marriage of Mandy and Raised by Wolves because it's like this trippy color effect, mm-hmm. but it's these like spaceships floating through space, and it's really weird. And it's only forty five minutes long. You should check it out. I liked 20 minutes of Mandy. It was just so dull, the whole first part for me. Yeah, it, it's a trippy experience. Yeah. It's it's the guy who made The Black Rainbow, and if you've seen that, you guys all know. You know what you're getting George into. George P. I knew exactly son. what was I was getting into, yeah. Oh, the last one was season three of Ozark, if you guys are Ozark fans. Oh, season three yeah. Is, yeah, that was good. Shocking. Uh, the, the very last episode was fucking inc- incredible. It made me think... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, the thing that was exciting the most is not only was it a great series, but the very last scene of that season, the very last thing that happens at the end, the music that starts playing was Run the Jewels, uh, and it was from the new Run the Jewels uh, RTJ4 album. And we had already listened to it like a million times. So as soon as that song came on, I think we both like threw our hands in the air. We we're like, yeah. I'm like, what is that? And she's like, run the jewels. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. You're so excited. But yeah, like that show is so good at like, they're never going to get out of this. And then they somehow get out of it. Like, yeah, they're so good at it. Something will happen. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, the FBI's here. What the fuck? It's over. You know, and then. Somehow, you're right. They just get out of it. You sit there think and think and think and think. Like, what could they do? What could they do? And then it happens, and you're like, how the hell did I not think of that? <laughs> right. The writers you know. of that show are... Exactly. I was going to say, the writers are so good because, like, I know that it's it's a different experience, but, like, the Umbrella Academy, right? That's centered around this group of people that is continuously having to work through some kind of issue to get to the end. But I know people will probably punch me in the face for it, but I just find it repetitive and boring because every episode you're like, good God. Okay, I get it. But even though Ozark is kind of like centered around that same thing, the writing of it is so good and the character development is so good that it keeps you interested. Yeah. Talking about like jumping back on mine and choosing the Mandalorian, the last scene of season two, there has not been an experience, whether it be a movie or a TV show that has made me... Like, what is it? Fanboy? Right. Fanboy. I had chills. Like, it was, I almost stood up and saluted the TV. It (laughs) was an experience like I have never felt before seeing that. Penny's not there yet. Yeah, and I did not watch The Mandalorian, but 
I am watching it now based off of all of your reactions to it and everybody that I've heard is that Absolute same way. Absolute goosebumps. Absolutely. Although, yeah. Star Wars is finally the right The music again. was perfect yep. for that scene as well. Yep. I'm still upset. This will tell you where I'm at in the series. I'm still upset with... Um, baby yoda for eating in the eggs eating the eggs of that species that was so horrible there was so much talk in yeah. social media that he was going to end up being evil because it shows because he knows he shouldn't and there he is chomping him down you know like it shows like his that he's evil inside you know <laughs> right all right those were mine who's right. next i'll go next okay um for i did a lot of going back to stuff like i rewatched the seasons of Stranger Things and stuff like that. So I know I was thinking about that the other day. Yeah. I revisited a lot of classics, but I'll, I'll just do like the new ones, the new movies I liked. So good. I really liked, and it was one of those. I think uh, it was like twenty bucks to rent the same day it would come out in theaters. Yeah. The news of the weird or news of the world, not of the weird. News of the world with Tom <laughs> Hanks. We started it. We haven't finished it. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, it's like a slower paced western. Like, it's not a tombstone western. It's more of a, like, a dances with wolves kind of. Yeah. But um, it, it reminds me a lot of True Grit, like, once it gets going. Oh, and that's okay. what I really okay. liked. Like, the n- like he's not as badass, but, like, the grizzled man and the younger girl. Like, it has that kind of dynamic, like, later yeah. on that I really liked. I thought that was great. Um, Did anybody else see how he handles a burger? Like, yes. when he pulls it out of there. It looks exactly like a dude getting chew. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. spinning it, <laughs> tightening it in his hand, like it was exactly. It. I'm like, is that a skull? <laughs> and then he puts it in his bottom lip and just lets it sit there. Sorry, <laughs> I don't know how to podcast anymore. <laughs> um, little things, the little things on HBO Max. Mm, we're watching that tonight. Woo! Yeah, Jared Leto, Denzel Washington, it. Randy yeah. Malik. It was weird for sure. Interesting. It, it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching Denzel in a different light. He's not like a big badass fighter. Oh, good. Yeah. He's and old and vulnerable. Wow. It, it almost, uh, if you agree, it, it almost, the, the way the movie feels, not the plot, the way the movie feels is like it's like if Seven and L.A. Confidential merged into one movie. That's what your mom oh, was wow. saying. She goes, it reminds you a lot of L.A. Confidential. I fucking love L.A. Confidential. It's, it's the creep factor of Seven. And like the police procedure of like L.A. Confidential. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. I thought it was fantastic. I love that movie. It was great. Um, and I don't, I think this came out like several years ago, but has anyone seen that movie Mud with Matthew McConaughey? And those two kids or two boys? Yeah, living on the island. It's like a, I never finished it, but I did start Yeah, I, I start, I, we watched that and I actually liked it way more than I, I mean, I, I never even bothered to give it any attention when it came out, but I thought it was really, I like Matthew really McConaughey good. a lot. I've discovered I like if it's drama, it has to be like a slow burn or else I don't have the like emotional strength to deal with it. Yeah. And so I can't watch it. Real quick. I'm going to interrupt one second. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Matthew McConaughey and the Lincoln lawyer? Yes. That was really good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then for like TV, uh, the Mandalorian, of course, God, it's just so good. It's just so, and, and I hope what they're learning from this is, when they don't just make standalone episodes, but they go in an order and tell a 10-episode arc story, like that's the way we need to start telling stories again because 
then you don't have to cram everything in two hours. You can tell the story as long as the story needs to be told. And I think yeah. we're finally seeing like, a, even though there's, it's got all the visual stuff that we love about star Wars, it's more focused on the story than the special effects. And everybody can tell. Yeah, and that's one of the interesting things with Disney is that they are stretching these things out, which normally would have been a, like a theatrical release mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. now they are... I feel like they're getting in tune with the whole streaming society now. And yes. The global pandemic and appealing to the fact that we're all home, so we'll, you, we'll, pay, we'll take your 15 bucks a month. Right. And we're going to give you all this, you know? And you know, I was like, I, I well, talked hell, about this. The Mandalorian, if you consider the episodes, even it, as short as they are, eight of them, that's a full length movie that you're mm-hmm. going to pay $40 for you and your kids to go see. Right. Yeah. So oh, it's more than yeah, just so a it's movie. Yeah. It. It's like yeah. two or three movies. Absolutely. Um, shit. What was I saying? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian was the last thing you said. Oh, uh, I don't even fucking know. Oh, I remember. Okay. Because <laughs> it's such a tangent, but it reminded me of when you were talking about how they're finally getting on with streaming is it hit me like at the beginning of the pandemic, I watched a thing on, it was the Apple TV plus their streaming service. Um, like I did the free sample or whatever. And they took a book that I had liked called defending Jacob. And it was like a movie about a kid that may or may not have killed his friend in school. And his dad's a lawyer and his dad was actually played by Chris Evans. And so his dad's like defending him. But you know how the whole weird relationship with the lawyer is you can't tell me if you actually did it or not, because then I can't suborn perjury. And, and so it's how do you be his lawyer and his dad at the same time when you can't know what happened because you're just trying to make sure that he doesn't go to jail. Like, like it was really interesting. But the main point was it hit me then streaming was made for like movies are great. You write a two hour script, you make a two hour movie, but streaming was made for book adaptations because you can make 10 episodes. You can tell the whole story. No one's going to complain. Every, the complaint that everybody has about game of Thrones is that they rushed so much at the end. We liked how it was like 12 episodes for each book. You know what I like? Like I really hope the lesson that they learn is tell 10 hour stories. That's what people want to have now. You know, and make it like take the book and uh, and adapt it for eight to 12 episodes or stuff like that. I feel like they're doing that with WandaVision. That'll get us back on track. Is it feels to me more like it's a comic book than it's a movie with comic book characters in it. Right. You're waiting because for the next issue. Yeah. And yeah. the next thing that's going to happen and the next thing. And like each thing is weird that you're trying to put together and stuff like that. And so I hope that there's more to that. And if Marvel does something like three or four movies like in the summer, two movies in the, you know, whatever, like two movies in the summer, two movies in the winter, and then fill it in with the series that can fill in those gaps. They could probably tell some incredible stories. Oh yeah. And so I really hope that they roll it all in and the series and the movies all flow like this. And it's not just because of COVID. And as soon as we can go back to theaters, they only just make movies again. I really hope they don't do that. Yeah. It's like the thing with Marvel. They don't have to, they're, I mean, they're doing these shows that tie in between movies, which we haven't seen Black Widow yet, obviously. Right. But um, they're doing this to tie between movies. They're tying things together. It's like, you know, when there's two years between a movie, you know, in the story, things happen, but you don't see it. Right. So with these shows, you get to see what happens. Yep. And I yeah. like that. 
And I think they, they started to do it a little with Netflix where you can make a series, make a season of something, be their origin story. Yeah. And then you can actually tell that whole, instead of, instead of what we used to have, which is every time they make a superhero movie, you're like, well, the second half is going to be good because the first half is basically the origin story that everybody already knows. Peter Parker getting bit by Spider-Man. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And then um, my last thing for a series was, I actually really, I know you're going to judge me for this, but I'm like a super fan of Cobra Kai. I binged like the whole entire thing. We didn't even talk about that, but we watched it and liked it too. Yeah. It's I so, actually so cheesy, you're not into it. So corny. Uh, episode one, I was like, "This is the shit." Like, cool. Episode two, um, episode three, I'm out. It's so cheesy. That's like I watched. Couldn't do it. All oh, three. Man. I watched all three. All I watched the first two seasons, and then I went back and rewatched them. Oh my god! With you're my not going to ever have that time back. And then so that we could watch <laughs> the third season together. I li- I I like the cheesiness of it. I do. It's just something to put on and you don't have to think. You don't have to worry about anything. You just watch some weird fucking dialogue and it takes you back to the 80s. You know, whoever was in that's the 80s. That's what was you so know. cool to me. Like, well, Stranger Things. That's the, what, yeah. like the drive pulled you in. It, you know, that, that era. And that's what it did episode one. And then I was just done yeah. after the next couple. Yeah, I, I feel that. It's just some cornball shit, though. Yeah, for sure. Very for, sure. for sure. But it's... Yeah, I think the I think the first movie came out when I was the exact right age, and so I'm gonna let so much slide, you know, because yeah. it's just like the right part of my childhood, and so I'll forgive so many like corny mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. I remember I was I'm old. Was that on your <laughs> Was that on your list, Cobra no, Kai? Oh no. wow, I'm surprised. Is that it? Yeah, that's this? it for me. All right. Um, I feel like I'm doing a commercial for Netflix, but the three movies that I really that I can remember, I dug this last year was Extraction uh, with Chris Chris Hemsworth, and the Russo brothers direct that. You know, they did the last two Avengers movies, so having them paired up together and make that it was that was a really good, really good movie. I thought, and then Project Power with um, Jamie Fox. It was about uh, they take those pills and they get a they get like a superhero type power for. Hmm. Five minutes, but they never know what it's going to be. You guys didn't see that? No, I've never even heard of it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it's good. Well, hold on. Is What was that one that had... No, it's not the fucking Spy Kids bullshit. We can be heroes. Spy Kids? Oh, no. I thought you were talking about that. Are you thinking that? about Sorry. where he's like in jail? The and... cop. Oh. Where the cop would take something to get an ability. That's Will... You're thinking of the Will Smith one, no, right? No. Uh-uh. Keep, what, talk, keep who's talking. Who's the cop? Um... Uh, it's a younger guy. You was know. he in the? He was in that one with uh, Bruce Willis, where he like they could time Looper. Jump. Yes. Yeah. It's it is that one. That same movie. Yeah. yeah okay. That was a good movie. Yeah. That was okay. cool. I just didn't remember Jamie yeah. Foxx being in it. Who the? Who's that guy? Shotgun. Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly. He he was in that. He played like a bad guy for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that was a really cool movie. I thought it was a cool concept. You get a special superhero power, and you don't know what it's going to be, and it lasts for five minutes. You could like catch on fire, you could fly, you could teleport, whatever. You don't know what it's going to be. And you guys might or might not have seen this, but I really enjoyed Spencer Confidential with um, Mark Wahlberg. Nope, I did not. It's um, how do you mom for me? <laughs> it's um, I don't know if you guys remember that TV show in the '80s called Spencer for Hire. I do remember that. Okay. It's mm-hmm. the same character. 
Okay. It's it's just another book in that category. And Robert Yurick's not playing him, obviously, because he's like 100. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but Mark Wahlberg took over it, and he's the... His partner, you know, his partner was Hawk in the show. He was like a big, bald, black guy. And in this in this movie, it's the big guy from Black Panther, who your mom is in love with. Um, he was a leader of the one, the Beery tribe. I can't remember his name. But anyway, oh, he, he, yeah. he plays his partner. It's really good. It's a lot of action. It's funny. It's, you know, Mark Wahlberg. He's not amazing, but his movies are, you know, pretty good. He's most consistent. Of the time. Yeah. You know what? You always know what you're getting. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just trying to adjust. Ultron is gaining sentience. playing butt drums. What is this, Evil Dead and the girls coming out of the floorboards? (laughs) Swallow your soul, swallow your soul. (laughs) Did you see the new one? It's so gory. Yes. I have it on Blu-ray. I liked it so much. Okay, our next category is going to... I got to throw a shout out to... Oh, go ahead. uh, A co-worker for every one of these movies that I hadn't seen. That was like the recommended. Like I even got the what is it? Voodoo. Voodoo, yeah, yeah. Like I got the login access to see the Costner one and whatnot. So I, I said I would throw a shout out to Katrina at work. So <laughs> oh, I see. So Katrina, your family, you're the real MVP. Your yeah. family recommends shit to you, and you and I watch our, it, and it's the worst fucking movie I've ever seen. That's why I don't recommend shit to you no more. <laughs> Thank you. Be careful, <laughs> Katrina. He'll snap on you. I'll save you some time. Okay. One, okay. Next one bad recommend and you're on the shit list. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, pop, he'll pop off. Next category is concerts that you enjoyed, streamed concerts, obviously, because yeah. none of us oh. can go in fucking person anymore. I, yeah, I would like to go, not first, but I would like to first say if it wasn't for live streaming live music, I would not have fucking made it through this thing. Yeah. Uh, we miss going to shows so much. I, I mean, mean, I do too, but my God, what a what a blessing you don't realize you have until you've realized that you rely on it like all the fucking time just yeah. to stay sane. That's the new me. That's like the time that's been, <laughs> yeah. like that was taken from sports is mm. that. Like I skewer the internet to find live stuff. Yeah. Yep. I, I know one that you're, who's going to start? You can start. This is one that you're going to talk about, and it's not even one that is my favorite, but I just got to say, like, your favorite band is Blue October. And, like, from the minute that things started going into lockdown, um, say his last name. Justin Furstenfeld. Justin Furstenfeld was so interactive with fans, unlike, like, some of the artists that I would follow on Instagram and stuff. And I didn't follow him on Instagram, but um, Void did. And he was always... At least two, three weeks he was live online. It started on Instagram and he would do it all the time. Maybe do like one song, maybe do like two songs. He'd take requests for like covers. And and really like developed this thing. And I've had a huge like appreciation grow for that band just based off of him because... It, he he wasn't doing it's not like a money grab like some right. some artists where it's like all about the money grabs but right. it was just an incredible thing to watch him and how he interacts with his fans me being like a secondhand fan you know where you've been following him for a long time was like damn no wonder people really enjoy him because he's he, so real and he's human, here because you know? he can't he like this is where his heart is is like yeah is being there anyway i yep. i only saw one it's the only one that matters RTJ4. RTJ. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. It wasn't live. It was a recorded concert that was streamed for, it was like to get people to vote, right? Yeah, it was called yeah. Holy Callum a Vote. Yeah. 
Um, and it was on Adult Swim, and it was just absolutely incredible. It was just absolutely incredible. It R- performed every track off that album. Yep, RTJ4 is one of the best albums. Uh, it, it was just an insane concert or insane, insane live stream. Very well done. Very moving, very powerful experiences, also very fun. And on top of it, now you can finally watch each song individually on YouTube. And Eric Andre Ooh. hosted it. Eric Andre hosted it. Hilarious. Yeah, it was great. It was really great. So that, that's mine. That's the only one I saw. Excellent. Um, well, one is it's not exactly a streaming thing, but one thing that I started doing this year that I've never did before is watching video reactions on YouTube. Like where you react to a song where you find people that have never heard an artist that you I was love doing that shit too. and you watch the video. Re- I literally, my life has become that's, you know, cause we still have uh, daycare come over and we got, so when daycare is over, we literally have like a kindergartner, a fourth grader, a seventh grader and a 10th grader all doing virtual homeschool. We basically have one giant room that we're all in. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's suicide driving, but, um, I, that's become my thing is as soon as they leave and the house is quiet, I go find a little spot on the couch and I watch like 30 minutes of people watching music that I like and watching them react to it. Yeah. That's brought me a, a ton of joy. But for my concerts, I've watched a bunch, but the ones that I go have gone back to over and over and over again are over the break. Radiohead started like in regular intervals, dumping all kinds of old concert dvds that you had to buy just dropping them off of youtube for free nice so like every three weeks you got a here's a one from 10 years ago here's one from four years ago here's like stuff like that um so radiohead i watched them all through it um ray scott he's a country musician um he was live a lot and uh i watched him and uh pearl jam i have a subscription of their stuff so i got to watch like a bunch of their shows. Oh, nice. Um, and shout out to my local friend, uh, Jim Bachman and Josh Williams. Watching them do their, you know, in their living room concerts was a lot of a lot of weekend nights were sent just sitting on the couch with my wife, just with that on the big screen TV. Hell just, yeah. You know, trying to forget that there's chaos in the world around you. Right, right. What about you, Beast? <clears throat> I'll agree with uh, the Jim Bachman and Josh Williams. Um, while I want those guys to get work and get paid and be in the bars and all that, I miss because they haven't really yeah. streamed in a while. Um, but that was, that was, I really, really, really liked it. Um, my favorite that I've seen so far, uh, was Ward Davis. He mm. had a CD release, uh, during this time and it wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple months. Um, and he put his band together in his living room and jammed every song on the CD. Uh, the drummer didn't have a drum set. He was sitting on a wooden box, just pounding on the box itself that he was on. Um, and it just was a really, really fun, cool thing to see. It was like as close to feeling I was at a live show yeah. as possible um, without it being all loud like concerts typically are. Um, but... uh so the one that I saw the or he um, um, Talto spoke of Ray Scott. I've watched a lot of his. He was live last night. Um, he, I think he's great. I've liked him for years and years and years. Um, 
So it's been a lot of fun to see him. He's taken requests and he's done little silent auctions and he did something that I thought was so freaking cool. Um, you know, obviously all these guys want tips and so that's why they're doing these things, hoping to pay their bills and stuff since they can't tour. He had like kept stock of anyone that had bought something from him that had tipped him um, and stuff like that. And during this whole thing, he never once talked about working on an album and completely came out with an album that apparently is like, like really, really good. Well done. Well thought out. Like his brain has been working like all of ours has during this pandemic that it's like some of his best songwriting that he's ever done. And anyone from a penny to hundreds of dollars, anything that somebody has given him during this time, they already have it in a, like in an audio file. Yeah. Like before, a free download before the CD and record even comes out, they all have wow. access and are listening to it now. That's incredible. And, and he literally just sent out like a Facebook post that just said, "Hey guys, thank you for all that you you know like for your support. Those that have supported me, check your inboxes." And like that was his post. That is so cool. So I thought that was pretty. That's dude, awesome. I love that. That's one yep. of my favorite things about Run the Jewels is that every album that they have, it's free. You don't pay. You don't have to pay for it. You can get a free digital download. And I feel like they're pretty big artists, but. Yeah. Like if you want a physical copy of the media, you can go buy it, obviously. Right. Uh, but uh, th- for free, every album, free, free, everything. Wow. It's incredible. And then the, like I already had my, the, my favorite one stream that I saw, but my favorite, like to continually watch and watch and watch was Cody Canada. He was the lead singer of Cross Canadian Ragweed that I liked back in the day. Yeah. Um, now he's the lead singer of Cody Canada and the departed. Um, but he's exactly like you were describing, Penny, about like, this is why he does it. This is why he's in this field. It's the love of music, but the seeing the love of the people that love your music. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he is like funny and witty and interactive with the people. He'll, he'll sing a song and then you'll see him like focusing on the computer screen that's in front of him reading comments and he'll reply back to people and, yeah. and say stuff. And it's, been, it's like he'll get drunk on the show and... You know, and he'll be drunk in his, you know, his wife will be telling him, all right, time to, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just been, he's been my absolute favorite one to keep coming back and watching, um, during this whole time. I have like, there hasn't been one that I've missed and there's been multiple I've watched multiple times. That's awesome. So, yeah. Kudos to shout out to all the artists, you know, all of you. But I think Bless I might have you. a new favorite one because there's going to be a Chris Stapleton and George Strait free live stream that's Shut coming out soon. Your I mouth. saw that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, saw that. So that's probably okay. going to take over yeah. Ward Davis. Watching, I'm sorry. But we're yeah. watching that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How old is King George now? Oh, God. 70s? Is he? No, <laughs> he's probably, I'd say mid, early 60s. Okay. Early to mid. Because I know like Hank Jr. 70, and I think Jr.'s a little older. Wow. Wild. That's a badass. I love it. All right. So now what else? We get to talk about our favorite shows. I'm not done. I didn't go yet. Oh, yeah. You. Um, <laughs> it's kind of uh, a little bit repetitive, so I won't take too long. But um, RTJ4, definitely. Um, so good. Love, As you're wearing an so RTJ4 good. shirt right now. I'm running your, yeah, I'm wearing your Run the Jewel shirt right now. Um, yeah, that show was amazing. Every, every song was like, the production on it was amazing. The lighting, the sound, just them. They don't fucking skip a beat, man. They're just... There are some articulate motherfuckers. Let's just say that. Um, the other thing that Penny brought up was Blue October. Um, during the whole COVID thing, he, like she said, he would go on Instagram. 
He'd take covers. He's really big into recovery. He was on drugs and drinking, and he, you know, fucked a lot of things up. So through recovery and group and all these things, he's come back around. He's, you know, a pretty normal guy. But they uh, they also, they released a documentary called Get Back Up, and it was in production for like seven years. And it was yeah. a pretty good movie. And, you know, it's I, I wanted more, like, footage of the old days with them, but they didn't really have that. Anyway, so what they did at the time, they... They came up with their own website, getbackup.tv. And on that platform, you could watch concerts, you could watch the videos, interviews, you know, anything that they would do on Instagram or YouTube, they put on there. And at least every two weeks, every two to three weeks, he would do a concert on stage it. And he would do it in a studio, and it was just him with the guitar. Sometimes he'd have his brother, who was the drummer. Sometimes he'd have another guitarist, you know, so on and so forth. But most of his shows were just him in a room with an acoustic guitar and he would do a whole album in its entirety or he would do like hits or he would take requests. But like Beast was saying, he would look at the computer and he would comment on what people were saying. You know, he'd say, hey, what's up? You know, Josie or blah, blah, you know. And then they actually did two full concerts that you could purchase. They did them in an empty arena not necessarily arena but like a what do they call those like amphitheaters they would do it in an amphitheater and then they recorded it and you could buy it and if you paid a certain price you could keep it forever and watch as much time as you want it was like 35 bucks or something and then but all of his stage shows he wasn't really doing it for money you had to pay at least five dollar minimum but five dollars for a fucking two-hour concert i mean that's pretty good in my book so that really that really helped me a lot. You know, it took me back to their older songs and kind of helped me get through the year since it was such a shitty year. But yeah, that's it for me. Blue October and RTJ. All right, let's move on to Things We Dig. Unless we've covered that and all the shit that you guys have said. I almost feel like I did in yeah. a sense. Okay. You know, if anybody has something, obviously, yeah, you can of speak course. up. But. No, I, the only thing that I'm like super into that I haven't talked about is uh, we got a Switch, a Nintendo Switch. For the adults, not for the kids. And um, I'm addicted to Animal Crossing. Hi, my name is Penny, and I'm addicted to Animal Crossing. <laughs> Hi, Penny. <laughs> you can attest to it. It's true. I've been digging uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. That's like yeah. the, the, I've rented a couple games in this time, and that this is the one that's like I've kept for a while now. Yeah. To 100% it, you know? Yeah. Um, for me, I think. Holy fuck. I am so high. <laughs> Shocker. Smoking big doinks. No, but, um, I, the, I got the, I have an audible subscription and I got the first Sandman one that they released. Oh yeah. And they've, they're going to do like two more. So this one is, I think the first like eight or nine issues of the 75 issues, but it's actually not only really, really, really good, but it follows the comic like so well that I've actually just started rereading the entire series again. Oh wow! With l- literally that on, and I just like read along while. So, so it's I can verbatim do the- for real. It's pretty close. Wow! Like there are some changes, but even the changes are so minor. You follow. You keep going without getting lost. Oh wow! And the actors are fantastic. Like every voice actor is great. James McAvoy is Morpheus and everything. It's it's awesome. You know, I have an audible subscription but what i do is i cancel it until there's a book i really want and then i'll subscribe again you know get the book on then fucking drop it again 
But there's been a lot of uh, like rock books that came out this year, like or last year, like the history of a band or the history of a you right. know record company or whatever. Anyway, the things that I've been digging, WandaVision, we've already talked about to death. The other thing that I'm digging, well, it's kind of a love-hate. The Office is on Peacock. So yeah. they brought back like super fan editions that they put the extra scenes back in them, deleted think, scenes. Yeah, season three. Is yeah, what's just out season now. three. Yep. And, you know, it's fun rewatching those, but the fucking app sucks. Oh, God. It, especially on the PlayStation. It just fucking crashes all on my phone. It does okay. But on the yeah. PlayStation, it's just constant fucking it doesn't, yellow circle just spinning. It doesn't crash for me. I have it on a Roku TV and then on an Amazon Fire Stick. I had actually sideloaded onto the Fire That's TV. That's what we had to do. Which is stupid. And so it doesn't have an icon. It's like a blank thing. But even on the Roku where they have an app for it, it doesn't crash. But it's so fucking slow. And it's impossible to navigate and find what you want. Like without and it's giving up and not wanting to watch you can TV watch anymore. It now. Yeah. Boom. Is buffering. It, boom buffering. <laughs> and is it Oscar, you're gay. Do you guys Roasted. relate to this? I get so angry inside for no like uh, what is it like valid I sh- yeah, it's, I yeah. shouldn't be that angry yeah when streaming services ask me if I'm still watching when something's been oh playing over God, and over I it is none that. of your fucking business <laughs> I am giving you my money if I wanted it's to on, play 24 hours in an empty room I will do that although Beast and I were talking when we were driving over here how I had to make both of my kids on their TVs change their the YouTube app to not continuous play because you know how it just be- thinks what it thinks you want to watch next and next. Yeah. So like my daughter will go to sleep watching like a Minecraft video at 10 and I'll wake up at like five in the morning and go get a drink of water and go check on them. And I'll walk in and stand in her room for like five seconds. Be like, what in the fuck is she watching? Yeah. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> random weird, yeah. weird stuff that you could imagine. So that's the only time it makes sense. But yeah. If like, how guys, dare I'll you? Tell you this. I want to watch this whole thing while I sleep. Keep playing it. Right. If, if you guys get cable, oh. <laughs> the uh. office is played on Comedy Channel Central. or whatever. Comedy Central. And um, once it hits about 3 a.m., it's like QVC for dildos. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. So, so yeah, that's saying right. Last you night. woke up to that. Just, wow. It, it was unique. It was, wild. It, yeah. That's wild. You're waking up and in half asleep, you're like, yeah, "Who's my wife I'm talking to?" I'm, like, I sit up from the floor, <laughs> dust the vomit off your beard, and <laughs> and ask myself, vomit. "Why am I so hard right now?" <laughs> Drunk and horny. Oh man. And okay. uh, the last thing. <laughs> The last thing in uh, things I'm digging, um, I'm really fucking late to the table on this, but I'm playing the Uncharted games. Um, I have I have them all on the PlayStation. I, I I played one and two, and I feel like I went through those fairly quickly, and so I'm holding off to go into three because there's just three and four, and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna play this just yet. You'll go through those faster. I don't think they're they're not as challenging, in my opinion. Really? The first one, yeah. Oh, they're wow. more they're more fun. And cinematic, like, but I, I feel like, maybe, yeah, maybe I liked them so much I just played it more repetitively, yeah. so it felt shorter. Yeah, but God, I love those games. I mean, I know a lot of games are based off that, like Tomb Raider, and all. You know, Tomb Raider might have been it was before Uncharted, but anyway, yeah, those fucking games are great. 
I had another point about, oh, when, uh, when Penny and I go to bed, we put it on Cheers. And Cheers is on CBS All Access. <laughs> and that thing, that'll play for a good, almost a whole fucking season before yeah, it yeah. shuts off. Oh, yeah. You know, which, like, I left it on The Office one night, and it was like two episodes, and it shut off. You know, I wake up, and I don't hear anything. You know, we turn off the TV, and we just let the sound play. But Cheers, I mean, that was an amazing, fucking hilarious show in the day, in the 80s when it was on. Not, Biggest not show. exaggerating. Before we left this morning, because... One, I'm a, I'm a nerd, so I watch old episodes of Jeopardy for fun when I'm like wandering around the house cleaning and whatever. And my son and I were watching it, and then we started talking. And so we ended up literally this morning re-watching the episode where Cliff goes on Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were just like cracking yeah. up. And yeah, it was one of those things where you, you know this every night because you guys watch it, but where you're like, God damn, I forgot how great this show is. It was. It's so <laughs> funny. Except for Woody's wedding. The worst yeah. two episodes we have, in existence. We have our worst like episodes yeah. of hate because we watch that show. We watch every episode like 20 yeah. times. Yeah. It's just in the background. You know, It's just a good, comfortable show to sleep to. Nice. All right. We'll move on here. We just, you know, we don't have to take all the time in the world on this, but we want to talk about some things that happened to us during 2020. You know, whether it's the pandemic, whether it's Trump, but we don't want to get on Trump too long. But anyway, because everything has been said about him, that needs to be said more <laughs> or less. But anyway, um, we'll just dive into that, and that can be our, our last little segment for you guys. I'll go first, because I'm going to keep mine very, very short, because there ain't shit that I can say that's going to compare to what you two had. Yeah. So, I'll just say that... It's not a competition piece. I'll just say that... Uh, with school closures and whatnot, my life like got flipped upside down in workload and stress and stuff like that. Um, but I'm making it. Uh, I'm fucking good at what I do. And when the world is normal again, I'm going to be like a god at my job when life is normal yeah. and not so hard. And most importantly, you look good when you're doing it. Thanks. Uh, I get my second vaccination in a couple days and I'm really looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and I'll say, uh, since late March or the April, I'm down 98 pounds. That's incredible. Wow. Yes. That is incredible. pretty awesome. And I shop with a gun now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause this is that's true. our life now. Backpack with a gun. Call me a sheep again. <laughs> bad, bad, motherfucker. Okay, yes. I'm dead. Talent's house. Uh, not much has happened around my house. I uh, lost my job. Uh, again, got six people sharing like a giant living room during the day as they all go about doing all of the things that they do. Um, it was fun pushing my foot through my tub when I didn't know that the porcelain was that thin and cutting the shit out of my foot and oh my then not having a bathtub wow. for like three weeks while I try to come up with the money to get it resurfaced. But, you know, good times. Right. But like Beast said, I've already got my first vaccine. We've got our second one coming up in like, I think, two more weeks. I got the the four week Moderna, so I got to wait a little longer between the the two. So I'm Definitely looking forward to, I mean, I'm not going to be an idiot and run around and do a bunch of stupid crap, but I am looking forward to knowing that I can at least 
know that I'm not adding to the problem when I go about my normal shit of being alive and, you know, going to the store and all of that dumb shit and right. all of that. Since so. I'm a Pfizer guy, and I think you guys are too. Yeah, I'm a Pfizer. What did you feel at all after yours? So I felt like a, I, I felt like hot flashes for a little bit, like one or two in the first maybe hour. But now that I'm on the way other side of it, I think that was just my adrenaline. I honestly think the only two effects that I had from mine is my arm was like sore as fuck. Like I kept telling uh, my wife that it felt like Beast gave me a Charlie horse and he was actually legitimately mad when he did it. But other than that, and then for maybe about 24 hours, I felt lightheaded, but not like where I couldn't drive a car lightheaded. Like I didn't get a good night's sleep, but that was it. Just other than those two, I have heard the second shot is a, like a wake up call, like, like whatever effects you had, those you're going to have them worse or what, like the second one has the worst effects. So We'll see what happens, but hey, that was those are my only two for Moderna, and I got Moderna. Uh, just to warn you, if you go into the garage, I have Sonic Ice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't mess <laughs> he leaves. Uh, yeah, I agree with you about the whole shot thing. Uh, Void took me to get my first shot, and as we were sitting in the 15 minute waiting area after the shot to see if you have an allergic reaction, he's like, "Are you feeling okay?" And I'm like, "I feel a little lightheaded, but I think I'm just on the uh, come down of major anxiety." So. <laughs> exactly. I'm okay. I don't think it's the shot related. I think it's just me. You know, you know when you like are a kid and you stand in a doorway and like open your arms up like an angel, like as hard as you can against the doorway, and then when you walk out, your arms like naturally come ra- up. Yeah, it, that's what it was like. Cause you're like, I didn't realize how fucking tense I was about something until yeah. you were like, until it releases, you like, and then you're yeah. like, dude, I'm gonna fall asleep and sleep for like two days. I knew, I knew <laughs> that I was was anxious about it like one of my and maybe you can agree if or not but what I feel like one of my like big triggers when I'm having major anxiety is breathing it is the way that I breathe and how I br- I get breathing mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. and I so I do like a like I'm always like like doing that big outward breath right should bring a paper bag next time right and so that's what we were doing like the whole time in the line or I was doing the whole time in line which is yeah and he'd be like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Nope. This is, this is a normal situation. And uh, there, th- this is uh, not appropriate for me to be having this level of anxiety. Yep. And yep. it didn't help that the car in front of us, the guy was taken out and then put on a stretcher. <laughs> right. And ambulance and drove That's away. no like, joke. Yeah. Yay. For real happened. It's yeah. one out of like every like 17 days, but it's the guy right in front of me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So yours are just lightheaded and. That's it? No, I didn't feel lightheaded. I felt really, really tired. Um, I had a 101 fever for about yeah. like five hours. I was six oh, hours wow. Ago. Um, okay. And then um, I wasn't, I didn't experience any pain, but like, if if this makes sense, I was very aware of the clothing that was touching my body. Yes. So if like I was wearing something that was too itchy and I had to change, you know, because I was like, Ugh. I get like that at night sometimes where I'm sleeping and I'm like, if I just take this shirt off, I'll go back to sleep. Yeah. But I'm just so hyper aware of it on me right now. That's, that's how it was. I was just real like, and when I say tired, it wasn't like 
I was sleepy. I was run down is what it felt like. Okay. Yeah. Because we were playing, I think we were playing GTA. I remember that you were like the first one gone, like an, yeah. like an hour before everybody else. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm done. I just didn't feel like, I, I didn't even have the energy to just play video games. I was like, I just, I just want to lay in bed and exist for a little bit. I'm just not feeling too great. But then when I woke up in the morning, I was still a little run down. Yeah. But then. By afternoon, I think you're. By good. the afternoon, I was totally fine. hundred percent. It yeah. didn't last. Nice. So I'm looking forward to my second microchip. Yes. I want my superpowers. Temple made me do it. All right. Who's next? You? Me? Yeah. Me, you? You? Okay. Me, you. Combo. Well, you, there's other things. doesn't all have to be about me. Okay. So. <laughs> um, it kind of is. I'll kind of. Because, yeah. Okay. So for me, uh, 2020 was probably... For most people, it's it's the worst fucking year they've ever had. But for me, it was, I think, worse than other people's bad years. Yeah, just a little. Just a tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny bit. So how this all started was, I'll go as quickly as I can. So in December of 2019. Yeah, and you know, we can also preface this by saying we'll get more in-depth in this in oh, a uh, Penny, Penny in the, the Beard, Beard podcast. Plug. Penny in the Beard yep. plug. So if you, wanna, if you want the... Long the full version. story. Pop on over. Yeah. We'll just leave this set up and do it. Okay. So in December of 2019, Penny was pretty sure that I was trying to break up with her because I was very distant. I was weird. I wasn't really talking. It just. This yeah. wasn't December. This was January. Okay. Well, that, no, that happened in we'll 2019. That. We'll but, do that Penny Beard. Yeah, that would be Penny but, the Beard. Okay, well, it was around Christmas, though, when my siblings were here. No, it was not. It was January. Martin Luther King? Yeah. Oh, see, I'm even fucked up on that shit now. Yeah. Okay, so one twenty twenty, I have what you call a brain bleed. A subdermal hematoma. Yep. Spontaneous subdermal hematoma. With no rhyme or reason friends. why I had it. Um, um, I kept... I kept telling Penny that I kept telling her that something was wrong. I'm not right. I wouldn't tell her unless she asked because she was wondering why I wasn't responding to what, you know, I was just acting weird and different. Even my son was said that. And so basically she told me to go to urgent care, like go to urgent care if you're not feeling you know good or whatever. And I got lost on the way to urgent care and the urgent care is five minutes from my house. And I've been there a few times. So I got lost. She found me through um, Google maps so, so we ended up coming back to the house. She drove me to uh, Banner Hospital. They started, you know, interviewing me, whatever. And then they put, they did a CT scan. Yep. And they showed that my brain was bleeding. And there was a big puddle of blood in my brain. And my brain had shifted to the side and all these things. So they told Penny that they had to do surgery around me. And more or less the way they acted, they were saying I may not make it. So um, they took me in for surgery, and that was about six hours. Yeah. About. Yeah. So this whole time, Penny's in the waiting room, you know, very upset and not knowing what the hell is going on and stuff. And so I come out of that, and I, I would, I would have you talk now because I don't remember everything. That's okay. We don't have to get in the long version. That's but true. Yeah. Okay. So I had a brain bleed in 2020 and the whole year more or less has been 
recovering from that. I'm still haven't fully recovered. I have like he had a seizure in the hospital. So yep. when he got released, it has it restricted his driving ability for a period because Arizona has a law that you have to be seizure free for three months, three months yeah. before you're allowed to drive. And then after I had the brain bleed and the surgery, the left side of my body was more or less paralyzed. And I had the seizure, and then about 97% of that came back. Yeah. Like, I still have problems with my hand. I have nerve damage in my hand now. Um, but anyway, and then I did physical therapy. I've been going to all kinds of doctors. I'm on disability right now. And just, I don't know, life has just completely been thrown upside down for everyone, not just me. So... That's pretty much my 2020. Yeah. It started off wild. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get into like sad parts of it because, you know, I mean, yeah, that was a really shitty part of 2020, but you didn't die. So I, right. I, I appreciate that about 2020. The old term could have been worse. Yeah. It just fucked me. It didn't fuck me and rob me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just real quick. It reminds me of, you know, we were talking earlier today about our names and being proud of it or whatever. It's, yeah. I feel like I'm both proud and at the same time, I'm fed up with the idea that why is it that every fucking two years of my life, I turn around and go, that was fucked up and no human being should ever have to do that. But I'm still fucking here. God damn it. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. Like, I'm proud of that. But wh- why do I have to do that so much? Oh, yeah. And I mean, uh, this global pandemic it has afforded me an opportunity to work from home while Void has been recovering from brain surgery, which was very significant. And um, for people who've dealt with uh, traumatic brain injury, it's uh, it's really it's a really hard experience because it affects your daily life. It affects your personality, it affects your mood. It affects how you can even just manage in a household when it comes to like making making meals and like keeping up on things. And it's a slow it's a slow burn back to full health. Thank God we have a bidet. Yeah, right. So I've been able to work from home and the kids have been here. So it's been a, it's been a great way to like reconnect with like the family, but also to kind of keep things running, you know, where he, I wouldn't, I would have had to worry and did when I wasn't working from home for like those few, those couple months where I was worried about him being at home alone and how he was going to do things and calling me and even like making appointments. See, you know, I mean, it's just, it's wild, but so I'm, I'm appreciative for, for that. Then I've been able to continue to be gainfully employed and being able to do it from home. So that's kind of been the gist of our, yeah. our 2020. Good and bad in 2020, but I would say mostly bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, my biggest hope is that everybody talks about, and I feel this way about a lot of things, but everyone talks about how they can't wait to go back to normal, to go back to normal. And I agree on so many of the things we talked about. Like I want to sit in a freaking movie theater again. I want to go see a live show like all that. But at the same time, there's a whole lot of normal that I don't want to go back to. And I really hope that we keep that in mind and we don't just all go back to being fucking miserable in a slightly less miserable way than we were. Yeah. You know, like let's learn from this and let's, when we're fixing it, let's fix it better. Yeah. And as an introvert, as a, as a, um, I don't know how, what's the word for, for what I am. I am a social introvert. Right. 
but social like a small social introvert uh the pandemic has not i have a hard time relating to people who are fighting through depression from having to stay inside and like work from home and like not right engage. yeah other things i but miss not that i miss them in a i enjoy fun because i like fun kind of way but like there's not a part of me that is like Oh, you don't miss leaving every day and going to work. And, Dude, I'm yeah. living my fantasy. This is my fantasy. Wearing a mask, going to the store is a dream come true. And I can't tell you, you put a mask on, you put on sunglasses and a baseball cap to go grocery shopping. You're in a fucking disguise. Mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my dreams have come true. I, I, yeah, there's so many things that are screwed up about this pandemic, but I've been in grocery stores with the coworkers that I don't want to talk to. Yeah. They don't know it's me. Mm-hmm. It's my, unbelievable. My son and I are literally like in, in terms of social stuff, we're living our best lives. Yes. Yeah, I'm thriving. I, I can't tell you how many times I've said when we, cause we'll, you know, walk to the corner, you know, we have a grocery store that's like less than a mile from our house. And so sometimes if it's nice outside, we just walk and, you know, buy what we need and come back. I can't tell you how many times I've said, I never once ever would have thought in a million years that I would be walking up to a store and then pausing outside the door to put on my hat and mask before I walked inside. Right. Like I get to do this now and no one gets mad. It's wild. Wild times. They don't think you're trying to rob the store. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Well, thanks, fellas. Yeah, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, appreciate you listening for those that do. Hopefully we'll get some more listeners. I'm going to try to be doing some promotion on various social medias and so. uh like run the jewel says we're back at it like a crack addict so that's right See you expect soon. more it will not be a year before the next one amen no i'd like to do these monthly but yes. we'll see yes that'd be nice all right guys appreciate you listening bye peace see you later later